Good day, and welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and it is Sunday night, and I am here with a rite of passage. I'm asking the question, who are some of the people who made the world make sense for you, and how do you share that? The music I'm listening to, I'm listening to three tenors and a baritone tonight. This is the great Al Jarreau. The song is Let's Pretend. All music from the 70s, which I believe was the greatest in my lifetime. Let me just say in my lifetime. The greatest decade of popular music. Be it rock and roll, soul, jazz, whatever. Al Jarreau, Let's Pretend. Hey, um... I hope today finds you doing well or at the very least getting better. Um, I've been talking recently I, I, and I said I've found the voice I want to share and it is who I am. Um, as a 60 year old man who has lived a lot and who will live a lot more prayerfully and just having discussions that need, that I feel I want to have. Okay, and I want you to have them with me. Thank you for listening in the seven countries we are available on and 11 platforms we are available on, including Spotify. So, my question tonight. uh, Okay, first, I believe this life is about living and it's about stories. This life is about stories, all kinds of stories. Um, And if you live long enough, You'll hear more and more stories. And there are far more good stories than there are bad stories. But they are still stories. Um, Before we could write them down, we passed them down orally. And they're, when, when that happens, just like in writing, they're subject to interpretation by the presenter at the time. But while we're alive, We can create a legacy to a point of our own story through your life, through your work, through your family, through you. And it's a rite of passage that whether we are aware of it or not, it makes the world go round. It's how we pass things on. It's how part of the reasons why maybe a lot of us, including myself, are still here. Because not only did we listen to the stories, but we at some point in time, through our own free will as much as possible, chose a path. We made decisions. We decided through the way we processed things for ourselves what we wanted. And then we decided how much of that we really wanted by how hard we went to get it. Not that you had, not, you know, we had to step on people and all that, but just how much that was your center. Okay? Um, life is about stories. And if we pretend that it's not, then you are not telling your own story. Maybe you don't want to share it. Either way, it's going to be shared whether you, when you're here and when you're not here, and when you're not here, it's not in your control. You have no say-so of what people say about you. But you can leave your work. We all leave our life. We all leave P. 
people in our lives. We all leave our work. That is our story. And I'm not saying to be consciously aware day to day to add to your story. I believe you consciously do that by living your life, by being who you are, not who you say you are. Um, I don't know. I, and there's certain people that, it, you know what, I, I've been a teacher. And I believe teachers are special people because as a teacher, it doesn't matter the age group, but it's teachers identify discovery, okay? That is something I learned to do very early on as a teacher, not because I tried to make it happen, but I was just there in the room when it did happen. This is another great tenor of the 70s. Also a fabulous jazz violinist, Noel Pointer. The song is saving it up. Um, teachers come to their job. And if you stay in your job, I believe, now more than ever, it's because you can see every child for who they are or you, at your very best, try to see every child for who they are. I remember, I talked about me being a teacher of preschool children recognizing discovery in them. I am fond of two high school teachers of mine and junior high school, two or three junior high school teachers of mine who at that age recognized discovery in me. They didn't have to tell me. See, here's what teachers do, I believe. They don't tell you what you've discovered. They just open the, the menu for you to show you what's available. The reason they do that is because they see you discover. The things we discover, we seek out in many instances. Some of them just fall into our laps. But when we seek out the things we discover, a teacher opens up the menu to show you all there is to seek. Um, a great college professor once told me that a teacher is only as good as their resources. And you have to know or have to feel wherever your students are going, you can provide the resources for them to see that path. Not necessarily get there, but to see what that road looks like. And for me, as much and as thoughtful and as kind and as as precious as teachers are, we don't I know I want to say praise them enough. We don't pay them enough. Okay? Because can you imagine a teacher that has not to worry about buying supplies for students that can that can live comfortably? what the freedom of thought will do for that teacher and for our children. Um, the other thing is, and I say this because part of my story, um, in my neighborhood in North Philadelphia, I learned from a lot of different people, things that I didn't know I was learning at the time. Um, I went back four or five years ago to a cookout, which is an annual cookout 
given by the neighborhood gang that I grew up around, the 23rd Street DeMarcos. And I talked to a couple of their, their prominent members back then who are, who are now grown old, older men, a little older than me. And one of them told me something very, very, that stuck with me. That helped, when I say it helped, uh, made the world make sense to me. Um, his name was Joe Bond. And I went back and I talked to them and Joe basically told me, see, I seem like a very talkative person all the time. I'm really not. I never was as a kid. Um, there were 12 of us at the dinner table and I always got to leave first because I always sat there with my mouth shut. I wasn't a very talkative kid. And when I talked to Joe five years ago, he, we started talking about the stories in the neighborhood and growing up. And he told me, he said, there was a reason why I didn't talk a lot then, in his mind. Well, to me, it was because I was probably scared. <laughs> but to Joe, he said, because I was looking and learning, and now I can tell those stories. It's all about stories. Um, and to learn that, see, I always believed, too, I had an outlet, which was music. Uh, me singing, me writing, but that was part of my story. But that wasn't me. It wasn't me telling a story. It was a way for me to escape where I didn't have to rely on anybody else. That's the beauty in art. In art, you can escape and not rely on anybody else but you and what you're creating. And there's no one to judge you. There's no one to tell you what's right or wrong. You're just feeling your way as to where you're going. And back then, we didn't have uh, computers to put everything we were doing on computers, just for everybody to see. You learn, I will say the old-fashioned way. This is the one baritone I was speaking of. It's Levi Stubbs and the Four Tops. The song is Just Can't Get You Out of My Mind. Levi Stubbs, I, I think he was a fabulous performer. So, so far, Al Jarreau, Noel Pointer, Levi Stubbs, the Four Tops, Just Can't Get You Out of My Mind. Um, there were instances, too, that I remember that, became, that were part of my story that helped make sense of things to me. Um, as little as they seem, you know, sometimes you can have interactions with people for years, sometimes for months, sometimes one day. I remember working in California after, after college. I got on a bus in North Carolina and rode for three and a half days to San Diego, where my sister lived. Eventually, I got a job at a place called the Old Spaghetti Factory as the assistant manager. Um, San Diego's a beautiful place. Again, I'm from Philadelphia. Learning the people was, was a nice thing. Jeff Fisher was my manager, and I remember one time going to him, looking for an advance on my salary for the next couple of weeks. Just having moved to California, having an apartment, all this stuff, I didn't manage things properly. And I went and asked him, can I get a little advance, $20, $40, because we were getting paid two days from now. And he told me no. Now, Jeff was a very nice guy. 
white guy, very nice guy. I, I think maybe interacting with me was the first time that he eventually told me he really interacted with someone black. And not only that, I'm from the East Coast, he's from the West Coast. He told me no. And to me, that just scratched that off the list and I had to find another way to get, get by. Well, 20 minutes later, Jeff came back up to me. And see, I'm, I'm from Philadelphia, so I'm not used to having conversations like this with white people at the time. He came back up to me 20 minutes later. He said, hey, you know what? I'll give you the money. And he said, I'm sorry I said no. He said, my family's okay. We've always been okay. I don't know what it feels like to need 20 or $40. And when he told me that, it just let me know that he, the way he processed things was one way, but this was a new thing. And he processed it in a different way. And I appreciated the way he processed it because I had to never ask anybody for 20 or $40. I never, so it made the world make a little sense to me at that time. Um, there was a guy growing up in Philadelphia named Douglas Eccles who worked at the store I worked at from the time I was 11 till I went to college. He was one of the brothers whose family owned the store. And Douglas was funny, but Douglas would hit you hard with the truth. And I don't know why this sticks with me, but one day we were talking about all the things you could do in life and all the things I wanted to do. And he said, listen, it doesn't matter. Life is a game and nobody makes it out alive. That hit me kind of hard. But at the same time, for some reason, the way I process things, I just put it where it went. It didn't stop me from trying to do more. It just let me know that, hey, maybe he's right. Life can be kind of cold. Or it was just a truthful statement. It's just the way it was put to me. I think that that kind of caught me off guard. Um, so once I'm asking, when I'm asking who are some of the people who made the world make sense to you and how do you share that? I, for me personally, I don't think, I think sharing yourself and helping are two different things. Okay. And, I, and I'll say this, you can, you're helping when you're sharing yourself, but to me, in order, the way I look at help for people who need help, there are many people in this country below the poverty line, many people in this country who just need a, a, a boost, but they don't need a conversation. They need something, something real. They need uh, financial support. They need systematic help. They need bureaucracy, bureaucracy to not be a part of decisions because a lot of times the people I'm speaking of lose in these decisions. They lose systematically. So you can share yourself. If, you, if you're trying to help somebody, I think you need means uh, and outlets to help people. But that helps individual people. I guess everything does. But corporately, we need those systems to change too. So, but everybody can share. 
And everybody's got a legacy. And whether you know it or not, um, that's who you are in the end. That's that's who you are. Your legacy is who you are, what you've done, who you who you've touched, who who's touched you. So, yeah. Okay. One other thing. This is uh, another one of the great tenors of the '70s, Cuba Gooding. You know his son, the actor, Cuba Gooding Jr. This is Cuba Gooding and the main ingredient. The song is Happiness is Just Around the Bend. So what I'm saying is we do, we can all share, but we can't probably all help if we're not in position or have the understanding to help. See, a good heart is great, but you need some direction you know, you need some understanding of the situation that you say you're trying to help. Because um, life is full of circumstances and situations, too. I'm 60 years old. If you're, if you're of age, you know what I'm saying. There are many circumstances and many situations that don't throw you off course because it's life's course. Yeah, we can throw, we can choose certain paths sometimes that might put us in a way we don't want to be but life itself will choose these things for you too hence the coronavirus okay it caused a lot of us it caused society to reset I don't care what you were doing you could not change that Um, the other thing is that we all have a story like I said we all have a story and your story is just as important as mine the effect of your story can have I mean, it could have to do with the number of people it can reach. There are a lot of stories out there that aren't being told but are being lived. And they're reaching a lot of people without a movie of the week. And that's how life works to me. Um, Let me see. It is... Okay, okay. Let me say this. You can tell someone what they won't be or what they can't be. But for you, but for them to listen to you, they've got to believe that. See, a lot of times I feel, and I go back to my own circumstance, there was a lot of getting doors being shut. A lot of negative response to who I was and what I wanted and what I was who I was becoming artistically and personally but in order for me to believe all that negativity in order for that to work I would have to believe it I would have to not believe in who I thought I was or who I am and if there's one thing that I think we can share our generation can share is that regardless see I I don't believe I believe everyone processes things individually and many times we don't know how that process works until things happen and we can put all the love behind it we want to but it's up to the individual in many instances how they deal with the process 
but we can help with the belief. If someone believes that's who they are, and that's what they want. Think back to yourself. How did you get to where you are? It might be a different thing they're doing, it might be whatever, but it's still the same thing in many ways where you can share. There's a shared feeling of you believe in yourself and regardless of what you think they're doing, they believe in what they're doing. And if it's real, if yours was real to you, why can't their beliefs be real to them? And if you can share with them, you don't have to help, but if you can help, help. But if you don't, you can share. So, I believe that, again, life is a game and none of us make it out alive. But it's a gift. And with this gift, we get to live this life. And we get to share the life we live with those who, who will live longer than us. That's how I see, that's what I see as part of the deal. Um, happiness is not just around a bit. Happiness is here. It is. It's filled with a lot of other stuff. Don't get me wrong. I still can have trouble sleeping sometimes because I know this life ends. But that's not part of the deal of living it. So I'm going to live it, and I hope you live it too. Hey, listen, let's find a way to pass this on. Talk to you, someone. Let them talk to you. This is the Talk It Out podcast on a Sunday night, a rite of passage. Be blessed, everyone. Talk to you soon.